Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Welcome to Inspire Church. My name is Nolan Galito, location pastor out here in Inspire Church Metro Manila. Hey, I'm excited for today. We've been going through a series called Secret Sauce. And if you have not yet watched, make sure you tune into our YouTube. But let me give you just a summary. Secret Sauce is a series where we are looking at what is the secret? What is the secret sauce to have a thriving relationship? to have a flourishing relationship. And so, this past couple of weeks, we've been looking at marriages, we've been looking at families. Come on, anybody have family drama, right? Hopefully you watch the message. We've been, we've been looking at singlehood, at, at what, what else did we look at? We looked at um, dating, all, all of those kind of things. But today is something that um, I, I think is gonna be really, really good. I think I'm going to speak to a lot of people and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I needed this. I think it's going to be a secret sauce to one of the most vital areas of our lives. This area actually has more sway to if you're having a good day or a bad day. <laughs> what is the place that I'm talking about? What is the specific area I'm talking about? Is this. It is a place where you spend about a third of your life. Come on now. This is about a third of your life. This is where you spend about 90,000 hours as an average. So if you are spending 90,000 hours here, if you are spending a third of your life here, would you not want to maximize it? Would you want, not want to have the best relationships? Come on now. Wouldn't you want to know the secret sauce? And so today, I'm excited to be speaking on what is the secret sauce to your workplace? Come on now. You spend 90,000 hours at your workplace. Even more if you got overtime, right? Even more. This is a third of your life. What does God have to say? With How do I make sure I'm thriving in it? How do I make sure the relationships I have in it are are, are, are are great, are godly, are a blessing. Let me pray. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every single person in, 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 in this area, Lord God, that's tuning in. I pray right now, Lord, I, I could only imagine how many of us are working, how many of us have gone through issues, how many of us have questions, how many of us have uh, maybe uh, toxic dynamics in the workplace. But I pray right now, Lord, that you begin to speak to us so that whenever we go to work, we are encouraged. Whenever we go to work, we are challenged. Whenever we go to work, Lord God, we are accomplishing your purpose. So speak to me, speak through us, Lord. And I'll pray right now against any distractions, Lord God. Lord, have your way in Jesus' mighty name. We all say amen, amen, and amen. The secret sauce 
to your workplace. Come on, let, let me know if you are working right now. Type into the chat box right now, where do you work? What do you do, right? Somebody's going to type in there, you know, I, I work at Wendy's, right? Or I work as an as a HR rep. I work as a CEO. Come on now, I'm an influencer. I work as a uh, PT, right? Professional tambay. I work, I do all of this. Come on. I remember uh, I worked at a, a very young age. I remember working, you know. Um, some my, my wife likes to call me spoiled. I'm, I was not spoiled. I was blessed. Let's go. But I remember working. I, I even remember working. I was at uh, age of 12, right? I was age of 12. I remember I, I wanted to buy something. You know what I did? I worked. What did I do? I just got a bunch of stuff in our house and I sold it in our yard. I had a yard sale. I didn't know if I could sell it. I just put things on. I put my old toys. I put signs for sale. I sold. Right? Come on now. Like I'm a businessman at heart. But I think my first job, my first professional job was during high school. I was a junior in high school. Yeah, junior or senior in high school, and I worked at Bath and Body Works. And this is a women's area where you buy lotions, you know, smells real good. I was a stock boy. So I come in after work, uh, after school, I would stock up all of the gift baskets. I remember Christmas season, we had so many gift baskets from the top of the, the, the storage, it fell on top of me, right? Like, it, it, was, it was crazy. But I used to work uh, until maybe it was till 11 or 11.30 at night, then go to school the next day. That was my, my first job. Then I had multiple jobs. I, I had, what else jobs I had? I, I sold knives. <laughs> like I, I sold knives. I was in a business called Cutco. I would go to house to house. Come on. I would wear a suit, suit and tie. Wearing my suit and tie, right? And, and I would literally sell you knives, right? I'm like, would you like to buy a knife, right? <laughs> like, I remember selling knives. That was fun. I was also a busboy. I, I worked at a restaurant, at an Italian restaurant. I was a professional dishwasher. And, and I would wash the dishes, you know? And, and I, I remember the best part of being a busboy was the chef would give us food, right? At this Italian restaurant. That was fun. And I remember the waitress, the waiters would... They would share the, their tips for you, right? But they wouldn't share with me. I, I wonder why. I don't think that's legal. I did so much. I, I even worked as a, I worked at Starbucks. Yeah, I worked at Starbucks. I think I worked for maybe three days. And, and, and then I remember one day, like I was supposed to work, but I didn't know. My manager got mad at me and says, you got to get to work. Act like an adult. And I go, oh, act like an adult. Okay, see you soon, boss. And I never showed up, right? Like, I, I quit. Right? I, uh, I had so many different types of jobs, being a graphic designer or a t-shirt designer, a bag designer, all different types of jobs. And I want you to understand this, that in every job, there was one common factor. You know what that common factor was? It was me. I need you to understand wherever you go to work, you bring you. And a lot of times you might be saying, well, it's because of this, and I don't like it because of that, or I don't like it because of that. I'm letting you know you can't control outside forces, but you can control your attitude. You could control your work ethic. Come on now, right? And so what I want to speak on today is this. I want to speak on what is the secret sauce when it comes to our workplaces. What is that secret sauce? How is your workplace? Let me ask you, where are you working right now? How is it? 
All right? If your boss is tuning in, don't go crazy, right? How's your workplace? Here's another question. How's the dynamic at your workplace? Have you ever realized this? It's so weird, right? Have you ever realized that at work, you actually have to work? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, oh, my. Right? I, I, so many times I fell into the thinking that when you're at work, it's supposed to feel great. It's supposed to feel awesome. It's supposed to feel like vacation. But I realized they don't call it vacation. They call it work because it is actually Work, come on, there, right? But how do I make sure that work is still, you know, thriving? And what does it mean to thrive? Does it mean that I'm going to have the best day every day? Most of the time, the workplace either is a good place or a bad place, depending on relationships. Come on now, right? You guys in the back, right? right? Sometimes we don't realize that at times, what we can control, like I said, is how we handle these relationships. So how do I thrive? How do I flourish in my workplace? Come on, I'm talking to the people right now who feel like, man, I hate my job. <laughs> who feel like I'm looking for another job. Who feel like, man, I'm so over it. Wait, wait. Before you give up, before you jump ship, let me ask you, have you been practicing the secret sauce? What is the secret sauce? You ready? The secret sauce to our workplace is here we go bum, ba, ba, rum, bum, bum. it is excellence it's excellence i know i know i know i know i know i'm gonna get some pushback right no nolan it's not excellence because it, it's people it's it's having this it's it's making sure you know i'm not in a toxic area it's making sure there's no politics it's making sure there's no favorites you know i'm doing good better it's them it's my boss it, they don't understand me right <laughs> but i'm letting you know i'm telling you telling you telling you don't push back right now right i, I need you to go with me because i'm telling you i think the answer is excellence because at the end of the day to have great relationships is to be able to navigate our workplace with excellence and you might be one I don't understand I, I don't get it how can excellence help a toxic team how can excellence help with pressure come on now how can excellence help with feeling taken advantage of how can excellence help with politics let me show you an account in the Bible that probably has to deal with a lot of things you've dealt with. And actually more than you've ever dealt with. But I'm going to show you how that the, the relationship in his workplace was the best. Like he received all that God has for him. Not because it wasn't toxic. Not because it wasn't crazy. But it was because of excellence. You guys ready? It's in the scripture and it's found in Genesis chapter 41. And it's a story and the account of Joseph. And let me read to you from verse, let me, where should I read from? I'll read from verse 39. We'll have it on the screen if you don't got your Bibles. It says this, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only regard to the throne will I be greater than you. 
And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain. Look, he got chains, right? Gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent... No man may lift his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. Look at that. This is Joseph. If you're not familiar with Joseph, Joseph is, is a Israel. He's a Hebrew. He's an Israelite. And Joseph, right, he, yeah, he's, he's a people of God. And he is not related to Pharaoh. He is not an Egyptian. He has nothing to deal with them. But now he is now second in command. That Pharaoh is the top, and after Pharaoh, it is Joseph. That Joseph, if you look at that, you're like, man, I want that. Like Joseph got a promotion. Joseph is second in command. Joseph has full consent to run the kingdom, or in other words, to run the company. Everything has to go through him, right? Talk about level up. Come on. Type in the chat right now, level up, right? Like literally, he has leveled up. And you would be like, man, I know how he got there. Like, I know, I've seen people get there. Like, all of a sudden, they came out of nowhere, and they get promoted, even though I've been in my job for how many years? And all of a sudden, this new person gets up there. Oh, I know how this works. Now, all of a sudden, this person, they got a gold chain. They got a golden ring. Mm, right? We know how this works, right? But some of us here, we might be saying, he must have known someone. Alam mo, all the connections, right? May nag-usap, nag-usap, right? Maybe his father knows Pharaoh's father from, you know, they went to the school of Egyptian sal, right? You know, like they all went, my connections, right? Or it's because of his experience that he got it from there and all, all of this. I'm letting you know it was none of that. It was none of that. You might be saying, the reason why I can't get my job. I don't know if that's how you talk, right? <laughs> Reason why is because I don't know anybody. I don't have the connections. I don't have this. I don't have that. Uh, you know, I don't come from a great background, you know. I'm, I'm just working from the bottom up. I'm never going to get to there. I'm never going to get promoted. They always hire somebody else or lift somebody else up. Look, I, those are great excuses, and they might be valid, but I'm letting you know when it comes to the people of God, that, that has nothing to do with it. How did he get there? You think he has a great, glorious career? Let me break down his history. Because <laughs> you're probably going to be able to relate. First of all, Joseph, he was a favorite, right? He was so favorite, he, he was so favored that his brothers wanted to kill him. Yeah. And like his brothers are like, hey, let's just throw him down a pit. But not because of compassion. His brothers said, no, let's don't throw him. Let's actually sell him. So instead, they made him a slave, right? So now he's a slave. And so he is a slave. Any of you ever been a slave? Probably not. But he's a slave. And Joseph, you've been a slave? You went like that. No, no, no. Okay. He's a slave. And now he is, he's working hard. He's doing his thing. And now he gets accused of rape. Just because Joseph is good looking and, and uh, um, Potiphar's wife, right, wants to, you know, swipe right with, with, with Joseph. 
And now Joseph's like, no way. And now he runs away because he doesn't want to fall into temptation. But he gets accused of rape even though he ran away. And he gets thrown into jail. Now he's in prison. His brother tried to kill him. The brother sold him. He was working hard and now he was accused of rape. Now he's in prison. Come on now. (laughs) And now he's in prison and he's still working hard in prison. He's a good prisoner to the point where he's still working the gifts that God has given him. Somebody has a dream. One of the prisoners have a dream. Has a dream. He could mind his own business, but instead, he he interprets the dream. He says, "Hey, look, God has a hand upon you. He's gonna let you free, but don't forget about me." The guy goes, "Oh my gosh, I will never forget about you." Once he gets free, what happens? He gets forgotten. Man, I try my best. I work hard, but nobody recognizes me. Nobody sees what I've done. Right? How many of you guys could realize that it could be Joseph? He gets forgotten. He gets abused. He gets taken advantage. He has every opportunity to be bitter, to be vengeful, to complain, to talk bad, to play the blame game. Come on now. I bet you you've been there. You've gotten bitter. You play the blame game. You've talked, right? You've done this. You've done that. I bet you, I've been there, right? Oh, he didn't treat me right. I'm not going back to Starbucks after you treat me like that. How dare you talk to me like that, right? right? But he could have done all of that. But instead, he lives out the secret sauce, which is excellence. Where does it find him? It finds him in second command. It finds him as in charge of all of the resources of Egypt. It finds him promoted. It finds him lifted up. It finds him in such a great place. But how did it get there? It got there because Joseph practiced the secret sauce called excellence. I need you to understand it doesn't matter where you're at right now. You are there. And most of you, you're there because you prayed for it. I know you dislike it now. But remind yourself before you applied, you prayed for it. Lord, bless me with the job. You should have prayed specifics. (laughs) You got that job now, right? But what do I mean by excellence? How do we see Joseph do that? How did he get through the areas? How did he fight against bitterness? How did he fight against, you know, jealousy? How did he fight against complaining spirit or a critical spirit? How did he fight against uh, um, not always blaming his supervisor? How did he fight? Excellence. Let me give you the definition found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. Here we go. I think this is a great verse on excellence. You ready? It says this, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, listen to me, from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. I need to speak to somebody that your promotion does not come from a supervisor. Your promotion does not come from a boss. At the end of the day, if I'm serving God, then my promotion and my reward comes from God. So I need you to know, who are you serving? Who are you serving right now at your workplace? Well, if I was in the ministry, then... No! No! 
Your ministry is wherever you are at now. Wherever you are. By the way, I'm not mad, right? No! No, I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. You are ministering wherever you are at now. Can I get an amen? Amen. You got to be excellent. God has it for you. You might not get the best things right now, but you can trust that God has good ready for you. When I walk into my workplace, I want you to walk in saying, God has good ready for me. Oh, oh, I just got in some toxic area there, but don't worry. God has good for me because I'm not working for them. I'm working for God. I don't know why I'm dancing, but I'm working for God. Pastor Mike says this, excellence accelerates everything. It's an accelerator. It's an elevator. It's a differentiator because at the end of the day, we are being faithful with what God has given. Because as we can find in Matthew 25, 23, if we are faithful with the little, we can be blessed with greater. Can I, can I tell you the rest of that scripture? Sometimes we think greater, greater, greater fulfillment, greater blessings, greater provision. It says greater responsibilities. It's called work, work, work. I'm about to sing, but I'm not going to sing, right? <laughs> work. So how do I have an excellent spirit at my workplace? How do I practice excellence in my workplace? Wherever you're at in your business, if you're an employee or if you're an employer, you can practice excellence. And usually we'll go through the scripture, exposit that. But today, I love it. Pastor Mike shared this message in Hawaii, and I can't wait to bring it to you. We're giving you some leadership lessons right now, right? From experience, from biblical um, accounts, all of this. You ready? This is for everybody. This is for you and us. Take notes because you got work tomorrow. And so you're, you got to step into there. Some of you, you know, you're like, I'm already bitter, Pastor. Like, no, I'm letting you, I'm going to, some of you are going to be free today. You realize, oh my gosh, that's why. Because I've been working for myself. I've been working for my family. That's why I get mad because they don't understand how hard I work. Or I've been working for my boss, but he hasn't promoted me. He promoted the new guy. So I'm upset. I'm angry. I've been working. No, today I want you to realize it's time to work for God. Because he could only reward you to the point where you will be fulfilled. Can I get an amen, somebody? So how do I work? How do I make sure I have a spirit of excellence? How do I be excellent where I'm positioned? Number one, I'm going to give it to you. Here we go. You you and I, we got to be a blessing, not a burden. Be a blessing, not a burden. You need to ask yourself, if you were the boss and you had the, your employer had your attitude or your work ethic, <laughs> would you be a blessing or a burden? Come on, am I speaking to somebody here? Please understand, don't just come into church and be, be faithful with your, your, your ministry at church. You got to make sure that everything that you touch is a ministry. Everything that you put your hand on is a ministry. It's for the work of God. So I got to make sure I am doing this for the work of God. I am encoding for the work of God. I am selling for the work of God. I am supervising for the work of God. These are not just my employees. These are who God placed me to shepherd because I'm working for the work of God. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. When is the last time you walked in and you became a blessing not just with your lips but with your spirit with your action 
When's the last time you walked in and you, you prayed for your boss? You prayed for your coworkers. When's the last time you prayed? You, you walked around your, your area of your work and you prayed. You prayed for yourself. Not to get through the day, but to give through the day. Give blessings through the day. My worst regret was just quitting on Starbucks. You know why? Because I was a Bible, I'm a, I was a Bible school, I was a Bible student. I did it part-time. I was going to Bible college while working at Starbucks. But I got offended the way she talked to me. And I got offended because the supervisor under her allowed me because I was going to church and I wasn't supposed to work because I was in charge of youth group. But then he didn't say that. He said that I had to go to work. And then they called me out. And you know what I realized? They knew I was a youth leader. They knew I would go to church. They knew I was a Bible student. But I forgot I was working for God. I didn't represent him well. How about you? Are you being a blessing or a burden? The second leadership principle of being excellent in your workplace so you could have thriving relationships is this, be solution-oriented. Be solution-oriented. In other words, Joseph said this, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one discerning as wise as you. God gave wisdom to Joseph. Pharaoh said, my gosh, you're so wise. How did you do that? Why? God gave him the wisdom. You and I, we got to be solution-oriented. Stop entering your workplace with more problems. I tell our team this all the time because Pastor Mike taught me this. He says, don't come to me with problems. Come to me with a problem with, but with multiple solutions. Don't make me have to answer your problem. Pastor, my problema. Okay, now you just made, made your problem my problem. Why not come with solutions and allow me to speak into it? Do that. What if you brought that into your workplace? Hey boss, I realize there's an issue over here, but what if we did this or this or this? Just wanted to bring it up because I want to make sure that we're being excellent. It's up to you, but I'm just, I'm just bringing the solution. I'm going to let you know you're going to be more noticed. You're going to be easier promoted. Why? Because you are invested. You're invested and they might be thinking you're invested in my company. Yes and no. I, yes, I am, but I'm invested because I'm working for God. And while I'm here, you are going to be extra blessed because I'm a, I'm a child of God. And wherever a child of God goes, he gets blessed. And so you will want to hire me more. You will want to promote me because I come with a blessing. I come with a solution in Jesus' name. And I know every workplace is combined with all multiple personalities. You've got different cultures, you've got different upbringings, you've got different um, attitudes. It is a perfect storm for conflict. Because somebody wants to deal with something, someone doesn't know how to deal with something, someone likes to be talked like this, someone likes to be talked like that. There's, you can't be everything to everyone. And so of course there's going to be drama. So what do you do? Do you become the telecaster, the newscaster at the break room? Nakita mo si ano, umiiyak. Bakit? Kasi alam mo, huwag mo sabihin ha. Don't tell anybody because you know what the boss... No! 
We go in as the people of God, as children of God, working for God. And so what do we do? We rise above the drama. I don't need to be part of that drama. I've got too much drama myself. And so if you want to involve me, the only way I will be involved is if I pray for you. But please understand, I'm going to pray from a distance. <laughs> I don't need to get in. I don't need to know every workings are in and out. I don't need to know who has issues with that person. I don't need to know if that person is sleeping with that person. I don't need, you know what I mean? I don't need to know. Because at the end of the day, I got a mission. But I'm not going to isolate myself. I'm still going to be your friend. I'm still going to bless you. But I don't need to get in there. I don't need to gain trust by gossiping about another person. I'm going to rise above the drama. You know this. Don't despise these small beginnings. Zechariah 4.10. And it talks about, you know, being faithful with the little things. But it also talks about, if you look at it, if you begin to gossip in the small things. Think of doing this. Bring talk, small toxicity. You add to it. And it grows. The fourth one is this. Be an initiator and an anticipator. Don't wait. Don't wait. Look, if I was a, a boss, I would look for the people working, initiating. If you see a problem, uh, here we go. If you see a problem, be the answer. If you see the problem, be the answer. You go to the CR, there's no tissue. Don't be like, oh, there's no tissue, and then you leave. You go get tissue and you put it in there. Nobody might not see, but God sees you're faithful with the little. Woo! You got to make sure, walk in there, walk into your workplace, initiate. You see a need, fill that need. But it's not my role. Who cares? Fill that need. You're working for God. Anticipate, anticipate, anticipate. Proverbs 4, 7, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Be wise. What do we need? Don't just be like, I boss, wala tayong papel. It's a printer. Hindi ako pwede nag-print. What if you anticipate? Oh, you know what? I realize we only have a little bit. I know it's not my job, but I'm going to ask who can get that paper so we can go. We, we won't stall. Does it make any sense? I know these things sound pragmatic, but the principle behind it can change your world. The fifth one is this. Level up. Raise the bar, set the standard, set the pace. Level up, raise the bar, set the standard, set the pace. Please understand, we got to come in and set the standard as people of God. Wherever we go in the workplace, let us, the Bible says that we must be salt and light. We must preserve life and we must bring light. If you are a follower of God, you need to ask yourself, what are you bringing into your workplace? Are you bringing lemon where it's sour? <laughs> and are you bringing more darkness because you never show up in time? You are representing God. We should be the ones who are doing the best. We should be the ones who are stepping up. We should be the ones who are the initiators, the innovators. We are the children of the Creator, the most imaginative, the most developed, the most visionary. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. So set that pace, raise that bar, set that standard. When they look at you, say, oh my gosh, I want to hire more people that are followers of Christ because look at that standard. Not like, ay, tingnan mo, wala na naman sa work. Saan? Mag-Bible study daw. 
diligent. Honor your boss with the time that he's given you. Work it. And the last one is this. Y'all ready? Last one is this. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Matthew 5, 41 says, If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Because back in the day, Roman guards can actually command you to walk with them one mile. Like if a Roman guard is walking or on a horse and he's tired, he could pick anybody. He could say, hey, Joseph, come here. Carry my bag. And you would have to, you would be obliged to carry their bag or anything for one mile. But Jesus says this, if he tells you to go one mile, go the extra mile. Say, hey, look, mister, uh, like, you need me to go more? Because I'm good. I could carry more. And why would you do that? Because at the end of the day, I ain't serving you. I'm serving my God. Go the extra mile. Wherever you're at. Even if you're not at your workplace. Excellence. The next time you go to a restaurant, instead of always being served, why don't you serve? right compliment your waiter or your waitress give them a tip i know there's an extra there's already a service charge but give them a tip say hey i'm so thankful that you did all this here i know you're having it's a hard day there's so many rest so many people here right now i, I saw you arguing with that person because they wanted that hey look look here merienda bucket sir i just want to bless you because god blessed me can i tell you they would have a great day why? Not because of your 50, 70 peso merienda tip or your 1,000 tip. No. But because you brought salt and light. I mend you with this story. I shared it in deep dive, but I'll share it here. Came into my workplace, new worker, product designer. Never been in this type of field, but I gave it a shot. I walked in, and you know what? It was toxic. People always yelling, bosses yelling employees crying and I went in there and I was like my gosh I don't want to work here but I was excited because I prayed for this place so when I went in there I said God you know what this is crazy but I know you're a good God and so I know you could turn this into a good place so I started stepping in and realizing that I'm going to bring some excellence here I'm going to work it like it was my own job like I own this place and so what I would do every morning I would go into the bathroom I closed the bathroom, I would raise my hand and I would say, God bless this place. God bless my boss. God bless my co-workers. God bring peace into this place. And every time I step out, I realize like, oh my gosh, I just claimed this place for Jesus. And I kid you not, that place became a peaceful place. Boss started yelling less. People stopped crying. People actually came up to me and said, hey Nolan, ever since you came here, the atmosphere has changed. You know why? Because I realize the secret sauce. That everything I do, I got to do it unto the Lord. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for those who are dealing with their workplace. Some of you, oh, this is a prophetic word. Some of you have just been tolerating your workplace. And then you question why God has not been fulfilling your dreams. The Lord wants you to know right now that you must step in and you must activate your faith. Not when it benefits you, but when you can benefit somebody. Bless your workplace. Step in there. Be excellent. And watch the fruit of the kingdom bloom. 
home and overflow in your life. And I pray right now, Lord God, for those who are, who are, are, are working a, a place where it's just so hard. They just want to give up, Lord. For some, it must be a time to start something new. But for some others, your story is not done. I pray right now, Lord, let your voice be so discerning, so clear. To let them know what their next step is, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I got another prayer. Because unfortunately, especially in our society here in Philippines, sometimes we believe that calling inevitably means finding the best job that you will find fulfillment when you find the right career when you will find fulfillment when you have the right position when you have the right digits on your paycheck come on now that once i get that then oh my gosh i will be fulfilled if i've got a title in front of my name once you call me boss once you call me doctor once you call me sir once you call me man then i will be fulfilled can i tell you this you will be chasing that title forever because fulfillment only comes realize everything you touch comes from God that paycheck is not gonna fulfill you that title is not gonna fulfill you listen to me that nor notoriety is not gonna fulfill you that fame is not gonna fulfill you those likes are not gonna fulfill you it's only Jesus so can I flip it around what if instead of using Jesus to bless our work what if we realize I'm so thankful that I'm going to bless God with my work what if instead of making Jesus a genie we actually make him our God I know you pray I know you ask but the greater gift is this that he wants to give you eternal life not an eternal job in a sense not an eternal title right he wants to give you eternal life that's where fulfillment comes from but look 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 look. you've been searching you've been seeking and you thought it was finance that will help you thought it was that career that will help you thought it was that relationship that will help it's, it's, it's not right it's Jesus so today, simple invitation. Would you receive Jesus into your life? Just start there. I know this is a message on excellence in the workplace, but think of this as a new message. Just start with Jesus. Start with Him. Would you like that? What happens when you start with Him? You get a new page. You get a fresh start. You don't have to work for salvation. You don't have to work to be good. You don't have to... I hate that stupid... That karma, karma. If you do good, good comes back. It's total opposite of the gospel. Because the gospel says even at your worst, God gave good. And it starts there. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want to start fresh with Jesus, I do this every Sunday, but I don't want it to be redundant because this is the most powerful part of the message. You want to start with Jesus. Now is the time and this is the place. Would you pray with me? Would you just repeat after me? Not a magical prayer, but I would just like to guide you. Is that okay? 
Would you say, Jesus, I want to start with you. Would you forgive me of all my sins? Would you give me a fresh start? A fresh page? Be my God. I surrender it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm so thankful for you. Look, here we go, fresh start fresh start don't go back to the old fresh start you need to know your next steps please let us know if you pray that prayer type in the chat wherever you are at i'm asking you let us know just type in the chat i prayed that prayer i surrendered my life to jesus i want a new start whatever it is emojis let us know jesus 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 just start fresh right and please please they're gonna put a link right now i'm gonna put a link at inspiremetro.live your next steps let us walk with you. I know you got questions. Well, how do I do this? Hey, look, look at it. We got growth track. We got next steps. We got connect groups. We got so much for you. If you prayed that prayer earlier, please let us know in the chat box, right? Please let, I know it's going to be right here, but we're going to expand it. It's going to be right here, right? It's right here, right here. You see that? Yeah, type that in the chat if, if that's you. I love you guys. Let me pray a blessing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray a blessing, Lord, that tomorrow will be a new day, Lord, that as they step into their workplace, that they will have eyes to see, Lord God, things in a different realm, Lord God, that they will now no longer be the victim, Lord God, but the victor, Lord Jesus, that they will not need a title to lead, Lord, but they will walk in leading in faith, leading in culture, leading in prayer, leading in blessing, Lord God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I can't wait to hear testimonies of promotion, of opportunities, Lord God, of favor, of grace, of mercy, Lord God. So in the name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys real soon. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.